I am President Donald J. Trump. I won the Electoral College by the biggest margin of victory in history. It was a beautiful win. Tremendous. I also won the popular vote if you don't count the millions of illegals that voted. They are bad hombres, and they need to be deported. Wait, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. I never listened to I Doubt It with Dalamore. Fake news. Bad or sick guy. Sad. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dalamore. All right. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to episode 303 of I Doubt It with Dalamore. I am your host, Jesse Dalamore, and sitting across from me, almost done, but still a little burned out, Brittany Page. <laughs> yep. Hello. <laughs> two more days yeah. of what? school. Uh, two more days of classes. Yeah. And you're done. Mm-hmm. What, what is confusing about that? Well, it's not really days of classes. That's a misrepresentation. It's actually just uh, three finals and then I'm done. On what days are these finals? <laughs> um, Monday and Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then the, the third one is fighting is fucking due hard on Tuesday. To the third one is due on Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... So that's a third day. Good times. You're also the lady who loves to start shows at 10 p.m. when you have a big day ahead of you tomorrow. Well, I was finishing a paper. <laughs> anyway. Two, two papers today. Two papers. So this is what happens, right? Busy. Busy. I love, I love that as a classic <laughs> Britney page. So this is what happens, right? Uh-huh. Just the, with the right at the end. Yeah. You're like in tr- trying to engender my my agreement. Well, why like wouldn't you're gonna you agree? Tr- you're going to trick me into agreeing yeah. with the statement. Well, you would agree <laughs> if you were smart. That's one thing. That is true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, it, it's almost over. And that is sad and good. Well, the good news is we have hot sauce. We do have hot sauce. We received a gift from a listener in in the P.O. box. So thanks, Todd. Yes. Thank you very much. We uh, went down and got the little key and opened up the other little mailbox and uh, Fuzzy's Taco Shop, butt burning hot sauce. Yep. Hot sauce is weird, though. A- apparently, we went on a quite the jag about how I can handle super high sp- spicy stuff. Or how you can't with your tum. Well, the t- I can handle it, and then the tum is yeah. a different story. Right. But they always they always try to make you think it's going to be fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And this is just like a spicier version of Crystal. Oh. Or like a Louisiana hot sauce. You'll like this. Nice. It's habanero, so it's, yeah, it's got a little heat to it. Mm-hmm. But to call it butt burning... Well, don't you have to wait until you're able to comment oh, on that? Because it doesn't burn the butt right away. I got to wait till tomorrow, you're saying. Yes. <laughs> I guess so. Mm-hmm. I guess so. But that's yeah. that's kind of the difference in different hot sauces. Yeah. I like how you are not happy with the tagline because it's not accurate. Um, excuse me. This did not burn. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you're saying yeah again. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, right. Yeah. That's what it is. See, how are you making me feel bad about something that you didn't even I'm real, real good at it. Yeah, apparently. I've, I've, I've had a lot of time to do so, right? Yep. <laughs> that is correct. So anyway, Todd, thanks. It was a, what a surprise getting the delicious, and it is good. Yeah, I was scared at first because it said on the box, liquid inside. <laughs> yeah, well... Sending, it's sealed, so look, I don't want to shit on the listeners, but if you send cookies or something, those are getting tossed in the trash. Are they? I'm not eating cookies that somebody made. I, you know, I I love our audience, and I think they are loyal, wonderful people, but it uh, could be a nut. Could be, uh, there could be jizz in the cookies, is what I'm saying. If you do send them, make sure it comes with a note that verifies whether or not you live in a cat house, because... <laughs> Again, that is important information. Because cats, <laughs> they shed their hair and the hair ends up in everything. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you could specify cat house, yes or no. Do cats prance around on the counters in the kitchen, yes or no. So, Do cats it, prance? What if they just walk like normal cats? <laughs> Whatever the fuck the cats do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Two days of class left, everybody. Good times. Speaking of good times, let's get to some voicemails before we get to anything else. I didn't drop the number last time, so I'll make sure that I do that this it time. It should be on speed dial anyway. Guys, it's Daria from Houston. Um, Comey was fired by Trump. Um, and my question is, uh, so if we assume that what Trump is saying is true, that uh, Comey was fired because of the way that he handled the Clinton investigation during the 2016 election. If we assume that to be true, then doesn't that concede that Trump Trump won the election unfairly? Doesn't that concede that, like, Comey did influence the election and thus Trump won because of this, like, unfair thing that happened and therefore he won illegitimately? Um, But then on the other hand, if you don't believe that, then that means that the president is a liar. Like, it's a double bind for the Trump supporters who, like, are backing the president on this because either, A, Trump won unfairly and illegitimately, or, B, he's lying. Like, how do you get out of that? And that's why this excuse is so dumb because it's literally conceived that, like, Trump is, like, not supposed to be where he is right now. Um, I could be wrong, though. Uh, anyways, have a great day. Hang in there. Yeah. Peace and love from Houston. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what wow. was that? That is, uh, that makes me a little paranoid, that end there. Is she eavesdropping on me and Ben? I know. That's something <laughs> Brittany does all the time, even to your best friend, Katie. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. That's, uh. That's how we, that's how we end our phone conversations. A lot. Yeah. Anyway. Let's let's actually deal with the substance of Dari's call. Um, well, we were just so impressed. Not at the just ending. the bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an interesting point, but I wouldn't go as yeah. I mean, it's very interesting, and I, I I tend to agree with it. However, I don't know that they've gone as far as to say that that he did admit, that he did interfere. There, I think they're saying that the the manner with which he dealt with it. The, the lack of professionalism that he that he manifested was what was justified him being gone. 
Not that he actually had any influence on the outcome. Right. And I think also taking it upon himself to go out and give information to the public without telling people that right. he was planning to do that. Right. Well, they, they act like this new Justice Department and the Trump administration act like that James Comey was defiant mm -hmm. against the Justice Department in the previous administration. Yeah. And that may be the case, but that's not the vibe I get. I, I, I The way I understand it is Loretta Lynch, the, the prior uh, attorney general, she said, you do what you're going to do. We're not going to tell you not to. But we would rather you not. That's different than just outright defiance. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, thanks for the call. We appreciate it very much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, next up. Hey, guys. What's going on? It's Mark the Mailman. Uh, I just listened to your bonus episode with the Antifa protesters. I think she was misrepresenting... Um, the alt-right and misrepresenting Antifa on a lot of occasions. For example, she said that uh, these alt-right people are calling for genocide, and I've just seen no evidence of that. Um, she also said that the re that these alt-right people, they wear riot gear because they're expecting a fight. But from what I've seen... The Antifa uh, protesters are showing up quarter sticks of dynamite into the crowd. So I guess the, the counter argument would be the alt-right is just trying to protect themselves. And, of course, like I was saying before, there's no excuse to punch a woman ever if you're a man, um, especially if you're a Marine. So I'm not excusing that by any means, but I just think there's a lot of, I think she erected a lot of straw men that, you know, of course are easy to uh, use a straw man and easily argue against it. And I think she, she did that a lot. So um, not criticizing your interviewing skills, Jesse. You know, I love you to death. I just, I guess I'd say I wish there was a little more pushback on the things she was saying that I, I don't think are entirely accurate. Maybe, have somebody from the other side, um, from the alt-right, explaining what they think Antifa is, how they, uh, what they consider to be, what their definition of alt-right is. Um, yeah, and maybe I'm wrong about all this. I don't know. I just try and diversify my sources of information. Uh, maybe I'm listening to too much right-wing online news. But I like to take in both sides and then try and disseminate and figure out what the truth is. I think the political spectrum is better if it's uh, more of a, a target and the truth is in the middle. Um, so that's it. Bye. So, Mark, I agree with you for the most part. Yeah, for the most part, I do too. Yeah. There are a couple points I want to I counter, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so... I really struggled with that interview and Jesse knows I was very frustrated because I, I didn't believe a lot of her story and it was hard because I don't want to push back um, too much on someone that's a guest on the show. Uh, and I don't want to accuse someone of misrepresenting what happened because I don't know. I wasn't there. Right. But I do think that things weren't fitting together. Mm hmm. 
things weren't adding up. Uh. Well, for instance, <laughs> that she doesn't remember picking up the wine bottle, but she does remember the first time she got punched in the head. Yeah. That doesn't... Listen, I've been punched in the face and the head countless times, many, many times. And I've had my bell rung. And let me tell you, you don't... It, it, <laughs> The first one's yeah, fine, the, and then the second one yeah, takes you, don't, you out. Yeah, you don't remember stuff from earlier. And then, I mean, maybe. I, I'm not a doctor, but in my experience of the many times that I've been punched in the face and been in physical altercations, um, that's not the way it's worked for me. Mm-hmm. You get your bell rung, it, it's not, you know, it's, uh, it, it can fuck you up where you don't remember, but it's not this, I don't know, it just didn't add up for me. Yeah, well, and I think the picture that she was painting was Antifa shows up to these event- events with a boombox with the song "Why Can't We Be Friends" playing, and right, right, that's not sure <laughs> what I see happening. So I think that was confusing as well. But I think that she has sort of a reason to be putting th- that story out there the way that she did, which is she's fearful. And they've started attacking her personally and her family. Yeah, sure. And so she kind of needs to garner support for her to counteract that uh, hostility that she's ex- experiencing. I would agree with this. Uh, there is no excuse for Nathan D'Amigo to have punched her in the fucking face. Even if she's standing there with a, with a magnum wine bottle, you don't jump across crowds to punch her, to drill her in the face with your fist. It's It's unacceptable. He is a little criminal douche who should be prosecuted. They should send him back to prison where he fucking belongs and get him off the street. Now, what I don't what what I don't agree with you, Mark, on is the the nature of the alt right. I, I don't remember her specifically saying she could have. I'm not saying she didn't, but I don't remember her saying uh, that they believe in genocide. But what the alt-right does call for, what what uh, Richard Spencer, who named the alt-right, what he does call for is what he describes as peaceful ethnic cleansing. Mm-hmm. So. And what is that? It's not. Yeah, it, that's exactly. What the fuck is that? Well, no, I'm being serious. What I, is it? I don't know. Because to me, it's not a far. It's not a it's not a long trip from peaceful ethnic cleansing to genocide. What exactly, you know, what what is it? Mm-hmm. For me, it's just a buzzword for them to use that means, oh, no, no. Yeah, we want it to be all white. We want a white ethno state, but we're going to achieve it through peaceful means. Well, there's no way to fucking do that. Right. There's just no way to do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, I would, I would disagree with your... You're attacking her for her, what you would call her, what I assume you would classify as her mischaracterization mm-hmm. of the alt right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I agree. Look, I'm 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 ever evolving on this topic. I want to get some other some other voices in here, get them in the studio and talk to them about because I'm still fleshing out. Look, this is all the process of moving the conversation forward. If I if you're a grown adult whose your mind is made up and nothing will ever change your mind, then flip off your fucking iPhone and, and turn us off because fuck off. Th- that's, that's no way to live your life. When you get new information, you should be processing and but- ever evolving in your positions. And this is one that I'm, I'm you're, you're witnessing my evolution. 
But if you are one of those people and you're currently giving to us on Patreon, hi. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Nice to have you. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can turn off your iPhone, but still give on Patreon, Brittany. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, you look, it's a conversation that needs to be had. I appreciate it. Oh, so I wanted to read this um, Antifa Los Angeles Facebook post All since right. this was kind of on topic because this kind of illustrates... Uh, what Mark was talking about in terms of Antifa being misrepresented about what they want to achieve when they go to these events, yes, right? Yes, yes. And so this is a post on the Antifa Los Angeles Facebook page. Uh, punch a Nazi. Punch American neo-Nazis wherever you see them. Here's how to identify them. Number one, <laughs> they say America first. Number two. So anybody who says America first? A neo-Nazi. Huh. Number two, they love and worship guns. I know a lot of people who love guns who are not neo-Nazis. Number three, they support Trump. Goddamn. Number four, they believe in white identity and they cry about white genocide. Now that seems to fit. That does fit. <laughs> they believe in American exceptionalism. Yeah, they support, you know what? So do I. I'm not neo-Nazi. They support a strong military. So do I, just not the level that we are currently maintaining. They cry about illegal immigration while denying that white Americans killed 120 million Native Americans and 20 million African Americans. They still harbor the false uh, notion that America is number one when in fact America is the number two nation on earth behind China. Anyway, there's nine and ten as well. So they say neo-Nazis are the enemy of America. The neo-Nazis should be punched wherever you see them. It is your sacred duty as an American to punch so they, neo-Nazis. All The only thing that would line up with a neo-Nazi ideology there is the racial stuff. One point of however many you just listed. I didn't read nine and ten, so they might have fit. But I mean, come on. So this is, so this is, this is not... For me, it's not a legitimate movement. Also, when they're shutting down like Milo and Ann Coulter, fucking Skeletor over there at Berkeley, and they're 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 destroying property and smashing out windows. No. No. All you're doing is creating sympathy for Ann Coulter and Milo and Richard Spencer. Your goal is ultimately being thwarted. By your, your own behavior. So they're rabble rousers. I'm very quickly dismissing them as that. Just that. Only that. So I have an email to read now. All right. Thank you, Mark. We appreciate the voicemail very much. Good evening, morning, afternoon. Whatever time of day is most appropriate to greet you. I, like many, find myself in constant reflection over President Obama. His rhetorical gifts... His intellect, his many wonderful attributes we as a country collectively took for granted, and the gigantic, massive, seismic drop-off we've experienced in his <laughs> successor, Dumb Guy Donald. Yes. I wonder if you think it better that Obama lend his voice regularly in support of progressive causes slash our better ideals and become the inspiration we all look to in these dark days to carry us through, or if the absence makes the nation's heart grow fonder and that for America to truly take a step forward, he needs to continue as a quiet, dignified absence more in line with past presidents who have successfully transitioned to citizen after their terms. With these being abnormal times, we find ourselves, do we need him to be something different in his post-presidency? 
Thank you, Jesse D and Brittany P again for from a grateful audience for all you do to balance out the negativity in the world today. Yes. Uh, my my hope for President Obama, and I am somebody who I prize the traditions that that and the precedents that our past presidents have set. I think there is something to be said for staying out of the fray and not criticizing your successor when you're a president. However, I think there's a way to do this. There's a way to be involved in politics, pushing progressive, humanistic, secular uh, policies forward while not criticizing the current occupant of the Oval Office. And I really hope that's what he does. I really do, do hope that he he stays engaged because right now, the Democratic Party is not rife with quality spokespeople. Like a Nancy Pelosi, are you kidding me? She just needs to go away. And she's the minority leader of the House of Representatives. Chuck Schumer... We need some younger blood, people who can relate to the up-and-coming generation, people who can relate to a, a rallying cry for single-payer health care. Instead, we have, like I said, Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein, who, oh, I used to be for that, but look, we got to get what we can get. No, we need to demand what is right. We need to do what is right because it is right. There are certain things that compromise isn't called for. Does that make any sense? Um, yeah. Compromise in this case is not called for because you cannot compromise with some of these maniacs in the House who have pledged their undying fealty to Donald Trump who are trading away their credibility and their political clout to be loyal to this fucking dumb guy. This isn't really related to what you were saying, but I've been seeing memes going around of Donald Trump in an orange jumpsuit being arrested by FBI agents. Mm -hmm. And it's been bothering me. That, But that bothers you? Because that's what um, the Republicans did to Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. when she was being investigated, sure. right? Passing those memes around. And I thought that was ridiculous. And so I think until there is something substantial hmm. that we shouldn't be running away with this and... I don't know how I feel about that. You think it's fine to have memes of him in an orange jumpsuit with FBI agents arresting him? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't know how well, how much effect memes have anyway, but... I'm, I do believe that what he has done likely rises to that level. Do I ever think he'll actually go to jail? Nah, I think something pretty seismic would have to happen for that to take place. I'm really just chalking up my, my hopes and dreams for him just to be booted from office. Well, that's what I mean. I think it's... No, I don't disagree. It's I'm just saying I don't, as... I, I don't disagree. I'm saying... Hmm. I don't know if I agree. I think it's just as irrational as the people who were passing around the Hillary Clinton memes and desperate for those stories to be true as well. Desperate for something yeah. to happen to her as well. Yeah. Again, follow the evidence. Yeah. Well, listen, what Hillary did was criminal. There was bad shit that went on there. Mm -hmm. it, 
that is trying to shield yourself from the view of a transparent public eye. She that that is what she did. I bitched about it for months and months leading up to the campaign. So you were happy with the memes of her in an orange jumpsuit? No, as well? no, because I don't think it was like go to jail criminal, but it was a bummer. And when everyone was just blindly defending her, that bummed me out. So you didn't like the Hillary memes? Donald Trump memes are okay. Yeah, you know, no, it's it's uh again, it's my bias. Yeah, but I'm recognizing it. You're not tricking me up or anything here. I'm I'm, I'm not trying to trick you up. Trying to make you more rational. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I would love to be more rational. Yeah. You're you're pointing that out. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy. I haven't seen the ones you're talking about. I've never seen any of him in a orange jumpsuit. Well, suit. I don't know what it, he was being arrested. Right. Whatever it was. But it is. It's one of those things that they don't bum me out so much because that would I would be very that a lot of enjoyment I would get watching him in cuffs. Mm-hmm. So I have to check myself. Yep. I still enjoy it. I can tell. <laughs> Smiling from ear to ear. Wow. Yeah. That you I'm not sure how much I like you. <laughs> this two days left, Brittany. Oh. I think the stressed out, insane, going crazy, Brittany. Uh-huh. She was more easily subdued. I I think I feel like that. Am I not acting like that? Well, maybe you're just real nutty as shit right now and it's getting <laughs> on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> Could be the sitch. All right. Mm -hmm. So be more rational, everybody. (laughs) And in the meantime... Shouldn't I be the one saying that? No, I've I've, I've co-opted the the talk track. Yeah. In the meantime, if you want to communicate with the show, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Listen, I want to thank... Our very first sponsor, Suji's Korean Cuisine. If you want to support the show, why don't you go out and try it and let us know what you think. You can go to Target. You can go to Costco in the Southeast. And you can go to HEB's and go into the and Target, especially because that's where we've gone. So we know where it is there. It's in the refrigerated section. That's right. Kind like, of where the, the vegetables, the produce, that kind of stuff. That's right. Yeah. Look at you. Not the frozen section. Not. It's important to note this. It is not frozen. It is refrigerated. And it's real, real good. It is. No MSG, no preservatives. Culturally accurate cuisine. The flavors. Authentically Korean flavors. And you can get the sauces, which we, seriously, we are psycho for the sauces. Yeah. On Amazon, mm-hmm. Suji's Korean cuisine, Korean inspired, made in the USA. And if you go get it, take a picture, tweet it to us, put it on the Facebook page. We'd love to see what you guys are eating. All right. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. So before I read the names, I just want to comment. What do you imagine that Chris looks like when you listen to him read that? 
I I don't know. I think he's like twirling his mustache. <laughs> twirling his mustache. Yeah. Like, like uh like he says dastardly all that you you think he looks like uh Geraldo Rivera. Is no, that what you're saying? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, like a classy mustache. What kind of a mustache is a classy mustache? <laughs> That is a really good question. No, I, I demand to know what a classy mustache is. I don't know. I was imagining something out of Deadwood or something, but those aren't classy. I don't know. You, like the villain on uh, on Rocky and Bullwinkle? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Hashtag finals week. So, <laughs> <laughs> Tamitha. Tamitha. And Rukia. Rukia. We want to thank you guys so much for being our latest Patreon and PayPal supporters. We listen, we, we we are getting closer and closer episode by episode to a third episode. That was a whole bunch of words for not saying very much. Anyway, we appreciate you guys so very much. Democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So before we get going into the nuttiness that has followed after last week with the Comey firing and everything, Donald Trump did an interview with The Economist, the magazine, and it brought Brittany so much joy that we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So I'm going to read some parts of it because it was not <laughs> recorded. I don't think it was recorded. I'm hoping that they had a tape recorder go and they're going to release it later. That would be great. Because it is it is dumb guy Donald in full effect. Okay. It really it 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 is embl- it it just it ah oh, it is a beautiful <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I'm doing the thing like the when you put your hand up to your mouth and you ah, kiss the air kind of a thing yeah. because it's good. Yep. Real good. Dumb guy <laughs> Donald. So the economist, whoever's interviewing from the economist asks, what would a fair NAFTA look like? Which is the North American Free Trade Agreement. And Donald Trump says, I was all set to terminate, you know, and this wasn't like this wasn't a game I was playing. I'm not playing, you know, I wasn't playing chess or poker or anything else. <laughs> this was I was I'd never even thought about. It's always the best when you really feel this way. But I was I had no thought of anything else. And these two guys will tell you I had no thought of anything else but termination. But because of my relationship with both of them, I said, I would like to give that a try, too. That's fine. I mean, out of respect for them, it would be very disrespectful to Ma- Mexico and Canada but I said, I will not. Wow. So that's what Seriously, a fair NAFTA would look like. Fucking dumb guy. Just a maniac. Well, it's not I, I, look, chess I, or poker. I, I wasn't playing poker or chess uh, or, 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 or scategories or, or, or checkers or jacks. I'm trying to think of very simple games. Mm-hmm. Jacks, because <laughs> we know Donald Trump wasn't playing chess. Yeah, we know. We okay. know, guy. We get it. Okay, so for this next part, I think it's important to have the uh, interviewers' responses. Yeah, so uh, let me read. I'll be the reporter. Okay, you be Donald Trump. Perfect. We're like actors. Yes. But beyond that, it's okay if the tax plan increases the deficit. It is okay because it won't increase it for long. You may have two years where where you'll you understand the expression prime the pump. 
Uh, yeah. We have to prime the pump. It's very Keynesian. We're the highest taxed nation in the world. Have you heard that expression before for this particular type of event? Pr- priming the pump? Yeah. Have you heard it? Yes. Have you heard that expression used before? Because I haven't heard it. I mean, I, I just came up with it a couple days ago and I thought it was good. It's what you have to do. It's... Yeah. What you have to do is you have to put something in before you can get something out. <laughs> So Donald Trump, fucking dumb guy Donald. He thinks he invented that phrase. He says, have you heard the expression used before? Because I haven't heard it. (laughs) I mean, I just, I came up with it a couple days ago and thought it was good. (laughs) Donald Trump thinks he invented the phrase, prime the pump. Yeah. Which I've even heard... Listen, it, it is used in economics, but it's not an economic term. It's a pump term. <laughs> when I was a kid, we, we had to pump one water, water from a giant holding tank up to a, a higher level so it could gravity flow down to the goddamn house in the middle of the woods that we lived in. Mm-hmm. And we had to prime the pump. To get water flowing through. It's almost like when you siphon gas. If you've ever been a, a white trash kid who siphons gas out of a car into a into a holding gas canister, uh-huh. you you suck the, the gas out and then it starts flowing and then it just flows on its own. That's what priming the pump is. So you never told me that your family was friends with Donald Trump. <laughs> well, thank, thankful to him that we, we have the phrase prime the pump now. Yeah. I mean, he just invented it. A couple days ago, but we were also using it, you know, 20 years ago. And apparently the the, the phrase priming the pump showed up in the, the, the lexicography uh, like 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, dumb guy fucking Donald. This is unbelievable. Yeah. And he's, he's not getting as much shit for it as he really should. Well, he's like me when I was seven and thought I invented the word fringe. <laughs> because I, right. I I cut the edge of a paper so it had fringe. And then I was playing with it and I'm like, hmm, I think I'll call this fringe. That is hilarious. And I thought I invented the word. So thank you, Brittany, for the word yeah. fringe. And thank you, President Donald Trump, for the word priming the pump. <laughs> the phrase. Priming the pump. Ah, damn. Have you heard that term? (laughs) What have we done? What have we done? Oh. So last time on the show, we briefly talked about how Donald Trump had the Russians in to the Oval Office right after having fired James Comey. The optics of this is just fucking ridiculous. I think it is a thumb in the eye. It's a fuck you, I'm president. I'll do what I want. And I didn't play the clip of the foreign minister, who is the Secretary of State for Russia, Lavrov. And they were asking a question, and they mentioned the firing of James Comey, and he got real, real dickish, very sarcastic in, and I want to play it because I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about Jake Tapper and what his analysis of this is. Thank you. Thank you very much. I want to uh, want to welcome Foreign Minister Lavrov to the State Department and express my appreciation for him making the trip to Washington so that we could continue our dialogue and our exchange of views that began in Moscow with the dialogue he hosted on a very broad range of topics. 
Thank you. Does the Comey firing cast a shadow over your talk, gentlemen? What's the fire? Yes. You're kidding. You're kidding. What a dick. It's more than that. I mean, she, that is infuriating to listen to. The, the And watching him is even worse because he is just being a sarcastic cock. The reporter oh, wow. asked, hey, did, uh, did the firing of James Comey, did it cast a shadow over your meeting? And he goes, oh, was he fired? What? Did he? Was he really? Was he really? And then, like, kind of shakes his head. Listen, buddy, this is the United States of America. Your totalitarian, despotic bullshit doesn't work here. We don't kill our journalists, you fucking mook. It's just disrespectful. And for the White House not to respond to it. For that kind of behavior to allow to be to take place in our executive branch is fucking disgusting. Well, and the unfortunate thing is that you had Rex Tillerson there, who is barely a functioning human being. <laughs> wow. Period. Yeah. Have you watched him talk? Yes. Oh, he's such a dynamic guy. How could I think that? Hey, everybody, it's Rex Tillerson. We're just gonna do the thing, everybody. I mean, he's like Steve Harvey's twin. <laughs> Steve Harvey's twin. Uh, related to the requests of how people should treat him, right? Yeah. Don't look him in the eye. This is my buddy, Sergey Lavrov. Yeehaw! What? I don't know. Yeah. But Steve Harvey did just put that memo out saying for people not to fucking talk to him or approach him. Yeah. Because it'll make his life more quality, more happiness in his life if he doesn't have to have talk to people on his show. And that is something that... Uh, Tillerson did. Yeah. It's don't look at me. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to me. <laughs> well, I think it was just don't make eye contact. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's much better. That's much better. <laughs> don't God look damn. me in the eyes. Ugh. So anyway, Jake Tapper took this entire situation to task like uh, like he's good at doing. With the cloud of firing Director Comey still reigning all over Washington, yesterday President Trump welcomed the Russians to the White House, despite all the alarms being sounded by U.S. intelligence agencies about Russia interfering in the U.S. election. Despite Comey having been leading the probe investigating it, President Trump met with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, along with Russian Ambassador to the United States Sergei Kislyak in the Oval Office yesterday. Kislyak, you might recall, he's the one who spoke with former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn. A conversation that Flynn ultimately lied about to the public and the vice president and thus lost his job. Kislyak is also the one whose meeting with Attorney General Jeff Sessions was not disclosed to the Senate by Sessions, thus requiring Sessions to at least say he was recusing himself from the matter. The White House did not let the American free press into the Oval Office for this meeting. The only reason we're seeing any visual evidence of the meeting is because the White House let in Russian state media. Today, the White House is said to be furious over the fact that the Russians tricked them and didn't think the Russians would be using these photographs as propaganda, which is an interesting assumption, especially given the fact that Russian Ambassador Kislyak is considered by U.S. intelligence to be one of Russia's top spies and top spy recruiters. The presence of Kislyak was not mentioned in the official Trump White House readout of the meeting. The Russian embassy, however, was sure to tweet its own mini readout of the day's events, including the handshake that apparently President Trump did not want us to see Incidentally, the White House confirms that President Trump welcomed these Russian leaders into the Oval Office at the personal request of Vladimir Putin. After the meeting, Foreign Minister Lavrov told reporters that he and President Trump did not discuss Russian interference in the election. There was, quote, 
No need for the president to tell us anything or to give us assurance behind closed doors, Lavrov said, because President Trump has already called the Russian interference, quote, fake news. The Russian foreign ministry also tweeted out video of Lavrov joking about the Comey firing. The Russians are literally mocking the United States government and the American people right on camera in the nation's capital. Uh, And it's allowed to happen because Donald Trump is the fucking lapdog, the little bitch boy of Vladimir Putin. In everything that happens, Donald Trump can be critical of everyone, of Americans, of the opposite party, of members of his own party, of other world leaders. But the one human being that he never has an ill word for is Vladimir Putin. That should raise eyebrows. Where are the Republicans on this? Why are they not putting two and two together that this is at least something worth looking into with some vigor? Now, it's starting to happen now. But it took this goddamn long. And that's a bummer because they're putting partisanship ahead of patriotism, Mm -hmm. which is something that the Republican Party has long been. It's kind of been understood. They have the monopoly on being patriotic and waving the flag. Well, not anymore. (laughs) Fucking not anymore. Because now I'm on board with the Democrats, Brittany. Mm. (laughs) You took all that patriotism with you. That is right. It just got drained. The pump got primed and it just got sent right out of there. (laughs) Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that happened this week is Donald Trump gave a couple of interviews. One to, to Lester Holt, who took over for Brian Williams over at NBC. I don't know if you know, Brittany, but uh, Brian Williams, uh, he's a real cool cat. That's what I hear. That is what I hear, too. And the other one is Judge Jeanine Pirro, the, the, Not Mar- a real cool cat. the Marlboro gal over at Fox News. And uh, we're going we're gonna to kind of analyze both of these, going to go through, maybe stop and start and just talk about it a little bit. But first, I want to play Sean Spicer responding to something that was said during uh, one of the interviews about how... Or no, no, he tweeted, Donald Trump tweeted this, and then it was asked of him, was that he indicated that maybe he recorded the conversations between him and James Comey, and that before James Comey goes running to the press to leak things, he better think twice, because you better hope those conversations weren't recorded. Ugh. Veiled fucking Twitter threats from the President of the United States. Well, here's Sean Spicer facing down questions from a reporter. Jeff Mason. Thank you for that reminder, Sean. You're welcome. Uh, Moving on to the news of the week, really, and the day, did President Trump record his conversations with former FBI Director Comey? I assume you're referring to uh, the tweet, and I've talked to the President. The President has nothing further to add on that. Why did he say that? Why did he tweet that? What should we interpret from that? As I mentioned, the President has nothing further to add on that. Is there record, are there recording devices in the Oval Office or in the residence? As I said for the third time, there is nothing further to add on that. Does he think it's appropriate to threaten someone like Mr. Comey not to speak? I, I don't think that's that's not a threat. He's simply stated a fact. The tweet speaks for itself. Um, I'm moving on. Fuck, oh, yeah. So he stated a fact. Fucking lame. What was the fact that he stated? That there's tapes. That he records? Well, if you ask Sean Spicer, he'll say the tweet 
stands for itself. Or it, what's the last thing he said? Uh, I, the tweet speaks for itself. Yeah, but he said that something about facts. Now I'm forgetting what he said because I responded to it so quickly. Yeah, well, it did, but there is no facts. It, it, it's all this veiled threat is what it was. It was a veiled threat. Yeah, the tweet was, James Comey better hope that there are no tapes yeah, it's in quotes of our conversations before he starts leaking to the press exclamation yeah. point that doesn't sound like a threat he better hope that there's no tapes yeah not a threat not a threat so this has been a fascinating couple of days but especially as it relates to watching trump supporters have little to no reaction yeah it's to, unbelievable to what's going on because <laughs> if hillary clinton was doing this Oh, my God. It, it would be... I would fear for her safety. Yeah, it would be fucking mayhem. And and what was happening to the White House, honestly, because they would be... Well, what's weird about... They would be in the streets. It would not be good. What is strange about the fact that there is no reaction from his core electorate is the fact that they're getting information from Fox, from what has become the state-run media outlet, and Fox News... They have some players who are talking about this. They have some employees who are not happy. Here's a conversation between Chris Wallace and Shep Smith. Chris Wallace is with us from D.C. This was common practice. I get, it seems, from all I can find out, Chris, the last time was really during Nixon's administration. Recording conversations. I have to tell you, when I heard that exchange today between uh, Jeff Mason, a White House reporter, and... Uh, Sean Spicer, speaking from the podium in the briefing room for the president of the United States, it took my breath away. Uh, that was what in Watergate they called a non-denial denial. He was asked specifically, was there, is there a recording device in the Oval Office of the president of the United States? And he said, I have nothing for you on that. Uh, he could have said no. He could have said yes. He said, I have nothing for you on that. That is a non-denial denial. Look, it may just be that the president is trolling uh, the, the press corps and saying, oh, get working into a frenzy about all this. And it turns out it's nothing. But why would he do that? Why would he want to, to, to decrease the credibility, which is already in question, of this White House and uh, comments that are made from that podium? It seems to me that you're playing a very dangerous game with the currency of the credibility of the president of the United States. This first came up in the context of discussion regarding James Comey. That's right. This is, this is uh, the tweet that came from uh, the president this morning when he said, you know, he better hope there are no tapes if he's going to keep leaking. This all goes back to yesterday when uh, the president told Lester Holt in that interview for NBC that on three separate occasions, including once at the White House uh, a week after the inauguration, that uh, Comey told the president that he was not a target of the investigation. That always seemed very dubious, given the fact that, you know, it, you can argue uh, that, that Comey had an overly inflated sense of his own integrity. But the idea that he would say to the potential target of an investigation, you're off the hook, that always seemed unlikely. And then, sure enough, this morning, Comey, uh, through sources, associates, leaked a story to the New York Times that uh, told a completely different story that said that the president called for the, the dinner and at the dinner asked him three separate times, can I, will you pledge your loyalty to me? And Comey refused to do so. And that then led to the tweet. 
I, I don't, you know, look, here's the real thing that I wonder about here, Shep. If, if the whole point a week ago was that the president was fed up with the high profile of uh, the Russia investigation and the high profile of James Comey, look at every step that has been taken in the last seven days, and you would say that if he had gone about it as purposely to raise Comey's profile and to raise questions about the Russia investigation, he couldn't have done it better than he has. So I, it, I just find it one of the most astonishing weeks that I've ever covered in this town. And they're acting like, ah, normal, normal times. This is just what happens in any administration because he's, he's running. He's a busy guy. He's doing all the work. No, these are historic happenings, unprecedented kind of things that are happening. Well, I love that Chris Wallace used the phrase, quote, it may just be the president is trolling the press. Right. <laughs> and that's 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 normal now. Yeah. That's the new normal. Yeah, he said it, just a serious sentence. Oh, it might just be that he's trolling everybody. The president. The president of the United States. It's very the shocking. The man's school children should be looking up to that if I if I do everything right... I can be president of the United States. It is weird because I have always felt like that about the president too, right? They, right. You, you respect them. Even if you disagree with them politically or whatever, you still kind of respect the office. But if Donald Trump walked by me, I'd be like, who's that dick? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, let's, let's play some of these clips from the Lester Holt interview. And I don't think that's a partisan issue no on my part yeah i don't think so either i think it's just well he's different who he is as a person is there's a certain regalness or class that you can ascribe to a president of the united states that is no longer the case yeah he's not classy or regal or dignified no or respectable he's a troll he's a fucking troll here's him with lester holt talking about why he fired james comey and it's not just because of the reasons he gives initially. He also leads us to believe that Russia, the Russia investigation did come into play with, when, with, for his decision on firing James Comey. Look, he's a showboat. He's a grandstander. The FBI has been in turmoil. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. You take a look at the FBI a year ago. It was in virtual turmoil less than a year ago. It hasn't recovered from that. Monday, you met with the Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein. Right. Did you ask for a recommendation? Uh, what I did is I was going to fire Comey. My decision. It was not... You had made the decision before they came uh, in the I, I was going to fire Comey. Uh, I, there's no good time to do it, by the way. Uh, they, because in your letter, they you said I, I accepted, accepted their recommendations. Yeah, well, they so you also, had already made the decision. Uh, oh, I was going to fire regardless of recommendation. So there was they, really room. He made a recommendation. He's highly respected. Very good guy, very smart guy. Uh, the Democrats like him. The Republicans like him. Uh, he made a recommendation. But regardless of recommendation, I was going to fire Comey, knowing there was no good time to do it. And in fact, when I decided to just do it, I said to myself, I said, you know, this Russia thing with Trump and Russia is a made-up story. It's an excuse by the Democrats for having lost an election. So he's letting us know right there that the Russia investigation was in his head. It played a part in him deciding 
to fire James Comey. That's unfucking believable that he would verbalize that. Mm-hmm. Because that's one, it's already unethical that you would fire an FBI director when there's an active investigation being led by that director of of you, of the president. So you would think he would be smart enough to say, oh no, it had nothing to do with that. It was based on all this other stuff. He wasn't just get, he wasn't getting the job done. Well, I think it's his rampant insecurity, right? He's not thinking about ethical issues. He's right. thinking, how can I constantly prop myself up and make people believe that I'm better than I am? Right. Well, I'm going to fire him anyway. I was going to fire him. I have complete control, right? I'm the boss. Speaking like that right. makes him feel more secure and gives everyone, gives the appearance to everyone the appearance that he wants to have that is perfect because it leads to the very next clip where again he's talking about the goddamn electoral college and his win this russia thing with trump and russia is a made-up story it's an excuse by the democrats for having lost an election that they should have won and the reason they should have won it is the electoral college is almost impossible for a republican to win very hard because you start off at such a disadvantage so everybody was thinking they should have won the election. This was an excuse for having lost an election. Okay, are you angry, angry with Mr. Comey because of his Russia investigation? I just want somebody that's competent. I am a big fan of the FBI. I love the FBI. But were you a I fan of him, him of taking up that investigation? I think that about the Hillary Clinton investigation? No, about, about the Russia investigation and no, possible links between... Look, look, let me tell you. As far as I'm concerned... I want that thing to be absolutely done properly. When I did this now, I said, I probably, maybe, will confuse people. Maybe I'll expand that, you know, I'll lengthen the time because it should be over with. It should, in my opinion, should have been over with a long time ago because all it is is an excuse. But I said to myself, I might even lengthen out the investigation, but I have to do the right thing for the American people. He's the wrong man for that position. Notice those words he's using there. I'll maybe, probably lengthen the investigation. That might surprise some people, but I maybe, probably will make the investigation even longer so everybody knows it's okay. He uses those same fucking words about his tax returns, and he keeps moving the ball on those. Maybe I'll do it after blah, blah, blah. Now he's even said this last week that maybe he'll release them after he gets out of office because he's really proud of what's in there. Maybe. Probably. It's the same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing that is ridiculous about this is him saying that it's almost impossible for a Republican to win with the Electoral College. Even though Reagan was in office for eight fucking years, George H.W. Bush was in office for four and George W. Bush was in office for another eight years. That's 20 years of impossible against the odds winning the Electoral College, Donald Trump. I wish You didn't do anything that spectacular. I wish that people would say to him just in that moment, why are you talking about this again? You're president. Yes. Like you've been president for over 100 days. You would think that the the newness would have worn off because it's worn off with everybody else. Yeah. We know you won. Yeah. I mean, he's so terrified of yes. being thought of as illegitimate 
Well, because he knows that's out there. Yeah. He knows what the what the thought on the street is. But he's president. Right. Should you care about that? Yeah, you're president of the United States now, guy. Should that be taking up room in your head? <laughs> or is there something more important that you should think about? Like golf. So next up, they're talking about the termination letter and exactly why he worded it the way he did. Let me ask you about your termination letter to Mr. Comey. You write, I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I am not under investigation. Why did you put that in there? Because he told me that. I mean, he told me He that. told you you weren't under investigation. Okay. <laughs> why did you put that in there? And he says, oh, because he told me that. No, 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 no. But why did you put it? We get that, that you say that. But why did you have to put it in his, the resignation letter? Yeah. What? Yeah, with, and I, I've, heard that, I've heard that from others. I think Was it the, in a phone call? Did you meet face-to-face? Uh, I had a dinner with him. He wanted to have dinner because he wanted to stay on. We had a very nice dinner he, at the White he House asked very for the early on. A dinner was arranged. I think he asked for the dinner. And he wanted to stay on as the FBI head. And I said, I'll, you know, consider. He's also very sniffy again. He must have got a bad microphone like he did during that debate. Because mm-hmm. he's... Very sniff-tastic during this interview. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but uh, we had a very nice dinner, and at that time he told me, you are not under investigation, that which was, I knew anyway. That was one meeting? What was the, what First of all, when you're under investigation, you're giving all sorts of documents and everything. I knew I wasn't under, and I heard it was stated at the committee, at some committee level, that I wasn't. Number one. So that didn't come Then, from during him. a phone call, he said it, and then during another phone call, he said it. So who, he said who? it once at dinner, and then he said it twice during phone calls. Did, did you call him? Uh, in one case, I called him. In one case, he called me. And did you ask him, am I under investigation? I actually asked him, yes. I said, if it's possible, would you let me know, am I under investigation? He said, you are not under investigation. But he's, he's given sworn testimony that there is an ongoing investigation into the Trump campaign and possible collusion with the Russian government. Right. You were the centerpiece of the Trump campaign. Well, all so I can tell you is, uh, well, I, know one thing. I know that I'm not under investigation. Me, personally. I'm not talking about campaigns. I'm not talking about anything else. I'm not under investigation. Did you? So there he goes, throwing the campaign staff under the bus. No, 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 I know. Look, I'm not. Maybe all them. Maybe they are. I don't know, but no, for sure not me. Deflect, deflect, deflect. The other thing here is that this is the man who's the boss of James Comey. And it's this weird situation where James Comey is investigating the goings-on of the Donald Trump campaign. And Donald Trump is exerting undue influence on him by asking him, hey, listen, I want you to let me know if I'm under investigation. Mm -hmm. That's, no. (laughs) That's against the fucking rules that any normal, cognitively uh, able person would know You don't fucking broach that topic. That is undue influence. We're in territory here of obstruction of justice. And then you fire him. Well, and you were saying that someone who's cognitively functioning should understand this or whatever your phrasing was. Yeah. but He's a fucking dumb guy. Well, this is just someone who has had everything handed to him in his life. Yeah. And so this is how he's used to dealing with people is exerting his power and his influence and his money in order to sure. 
and get it, people to do what he wants up them to, to this do. Point it, it has worked and it's been okay because exactly there are no ethics that you have to abide by that you have to abide by in the private sector. There are ethics rules that are stringent in the government. Right, and when you've lived your whole life, 70 years of the rules don't apply to me. That is right. And then suddenly you're in a situation where, uh, yeah, the rules pretty much apply to you, dude. Yeah. Uh, that's that's difficult to make that change. Right. Right? Yeah, well, this next clip is them talking about General Flynn and that weird 18-day period where he wasn't fired after Acting Attorney General Sally Yates had rang the alarm bell about him. General Flynn is a part of this investigation. As you know, Sally Yates recently testified that the White House was notified that he had been compromised. He was at risk of, of yeah. being blackmailed. It was 18 days later that he was finally fired. During that 18 days, he had access, I assume, to all the nation's top secrets. One day, you meet on the issue of Comey right. and you fire him in a humiliating way while well, he's sitting in a room with his colleagues and it's appearing on the TV. Because my White House counsel, Don McGahn, came back to me and did not sound like an emergency of any, it didn't make it sound like he was, you know, and she actually didn't make it sound that way either in the hearings the other day, like it had to be done immediately. This man has served for many years. He's a general. He's, a, in my opinion, a very good person. I believe that it would be very unfair to hear from somebody who we don't even know and immediately run out and fire a general. So now, the acting attorney general at the time. Uh, my White House counsel came to me. They had, I believe, two meetings, and we ultimately fired, but we fired for a different reason. You're talking about General Flynn. General Flynn, yes. Because, because of lying to the vice president. Yeah, but everything plays in. Everything plays into it. But we fired him because he said something to the vice president that was not so. Did you know that he had, had, had received payments from the Russian government, that he had received no. payments from the Turkish government? No. So what he's saying there <laughs> is just fucking ridiculous on its face, first of all. But he's saying, well, they didn't make it sound like an emergency. Mm -hmm. So I didn't fire him right away because it didn't sound like an emergency. Yeah. Well, when professionals come to you, serious-minded, educated, people in the know relative to intelligence and everything else, when they come to you and they give you the details, they're not going to run in with their fucking hair on fire. Oh, my God, Pristra, we got to get rid of them. <laughs> they're they're going to fucking give you, they're going to lay out the case. Yeah. And then you have to extrapolate from that information that, oh, shit, this is a big deal. But you're not able to, Donald Trump, because you're a fucking dumb guy. So here, the conversation switches, and it moves into the, the investigation that is going on right now that is being led by the Senate. And they have just subpoenaed a bunch of documents. And they're looking into Donald Trump's finances related to the Russia connection. And Donald Trump, breaks out this information that we just sent him a certified letter. So you should belay any concerns that you have, Lester Holt and America, because we sent him a letter that was certified that said some stuff in it. The Senate Intelligence Committee wants in from information from the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Unit about your finances, the, uh, your, your business's finance. Can you yeah. tell us whether you, your family, your businesses, your surrogates have accepted any investments 
any loans from Russian individuals? Yeah, in fact, I just sent a letter to Lindsey Graham from one of the most prestigious law firms in the country, a tremendous, highly rated law firm uh, that I have nothing to do with Russia. I have no investments in Russia, none whatsoever. Uh, I don't have property in Russia. A lot of people thought I owned office buildings. Okay, I want you guys to remember this. Take note of that. I have nothing to do with Russia. No business in Russia. None whatsoever. That is what he just said. In Moscow, I don't have property in Russia. And I am uh, in very, I, I mean, I'm in total compliance in every way. Now, I have to tell you, uh, I file documents, hundreds of pages worth of documents with the Federal Elections Bureau. Everybody's seen them. I built a great company, but I'm not involved with Russia. Uh, I have had dealings over the years where I sold a house to a very wealthy Russian uh, many years ago. Uh, I had the Miss Universe pageant, which I owned for quite a while. I had it in Moscow a long time ago. Uh, but other than that, I have nothing to do with Russia. And one last uh, question on this matter. Did you ever- And I have a certified letter, just so you understand. I'm not just saying that. I've given the letter. I've given the letter to Senator Lindsey Graham. He has the letter, and I think, frankly, uh, is, I assume he's going to give the letter out, but it says, I am not involved in Russia. No loans, uh, no nothing. No loans, no nothing, nothing to do with Russia, not involved with Russia in any way. But I've got a certified letter, which is fucking meaningless. Oh, great. You know, I could mail anybody anything, a certified letter from the post office. Mm-hmm. I could even make it more official, go down to the bank and have a notary sign that they watched me sign the letter. Oh, it, they're not testifying to the veracity of the statements in the document, only that I actually signed the fucking document. Also, why are we still not able to see your tax returns? Right. <laughs> yeah. But the letter says, with few exceptions... As detailed below, your tax returns do not reflect, one, any income of any type from Russian sources, two, any debt owed by you or TTO to Russian lenders or any interest paid by you or TTO to Russian lenders, three, any equity investments by Russian persons or entities in entities controlled by you or TTO. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming TTO is a the Trump organization. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Four, any equity or debt investments by you or TTO in Russian entities. The crux of all this is that very first statement the sentence at the beginning with few exceptions you don't have any of this stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. so when he says none whatsoever nothing to do with russia not involved with russia even the certified letter says eh, you don't with few exceptions so even that's not that's not honest mm -hmm. that's that's He's a fucking liar. He's lying. Come on. I think we all know that. Yeah. Everybody listen to the show. Uh-huh. I think they probably know that. Probably. So let's very quickly roll through his interview with, with uh, Janine Pirro, the Marlboro gal from Fox News. First, he talks about how he might be turning off the press briefings because every time his people get up there and talk, they get caught in lies and uh, he's just too fast to move in president. 
And not everything they say is going to be on the up and up. When we have those press conferences, I actually said we shouldn't have them. Because but Sarah that's, Huckabee, that's well, been 100 years we've been doing. No, but it. listen, no, no, but, ne- but there's never been action like this. This is crazy. I mean, but would you we're getting higher consider, ratings. They're getting higher ratings on those press conferences. Would you than, seriously consider stopping these press sessions? No, we do it in a different way. We How? do it. We- Hear that, Brittany? Mm-hmm. His press briefings, they get great ratings. Yeah. The highest ratings of any press briefings. So, again, this is where his priorities are. He wants attention. Right. He wants entertainment. He wants ratings. It takes, he takes great pride in the fact that a lot of people are interested in the lies of the White House and are watching those press briefings. Well, I don't, I don't know if that's what he's well, thinking. No, I'm, I'm putting my own spin on it, but he's, right. he loves, that's a point of pride for him, that they get great ratings. Because he doesn't like the negativity. He doesn't like the criticism. Right. What he likes is the attention. But usually he's just able to entertain and people are happy. Yeah. Well, this isn't entertainment. You're supposed to be doing something. Governing the nation. We do it through a uh, piece of paper with a perfectly accurate, beautiful answer. I'll give you an example. In writing? They're asked 100 questions or 50 questions or 20 questions. If they get one out of 50, just a little bit off, 5%, 10%, 20%, it's the next day. It's a front page story in every newspaper. Right. right now, so press conferences weren't even covered for Obama. Practically, they were on C-SPAN and C-SPAN two, when you know there was nothing going on. But will you put an end no, wait, to them? Just let me, my press. These press conferences are like the biggest thing on daytime television. They are okay. You see the ratings. They're yes. blowing away everything on just about. I think everything on daytime television. What I'd love to do is stop them. It's not fair to the people. I'll, I'll give you, look, I am a very active person. I have a lot of very positive things going on right up here for this country. It's impossible for a person or two people or three people who oppress people to cover every aspect of what I'm thinking and what I'm doing. And I think it's unfair. And if they get it just a little bit wrong, they don't mean to. They're liars. They're liars. They're horrible people. They're liars. The press goes. And it becomes a big story for two days or three days. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very unfair to a person in that job. I think that's really a tough job, to be honest, especially for me, because I'm having meeting after meeting. I'm cutting the price of the airplanes with Lockheed. I'm put- cutting the price of airplanes with Boeing. I'm doing all of these things. I'm making deals for China, with China. I'm trying to solve a problem but in are, North are Korea, you, which, by the way, I is want a to get really into North problem. Korea. But are you moving so quickly that your communications department cannot keep up with yes. you? That's true. So what do we do about that? We, we don't have press conferences, and we do... You don't mean that. We just don't have them. Unless I have them every two weeks, and I do myself. We don't have them. I think it's a good idea. First of all, you have a level of hostility that's incredible. And it's very unfair. Sarah Huckabee is a lovely young woman. She uh, is. First of all, what the fuck does that have to do with it? She's a grown woman who is a professional doing a job. Yeah. Doing a voluntary job. It doesn't matter if you are a nice person. If you're lying, and there's no bones about it, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a fucking liar. Sean Spicer has sold his goddamn soul to the devil that is Donald Trump. 
and he is a liar. He can stand up there and and back this this monster with no problem. So I don't care how nice a guy he is. It's just like the Sean Hannity effect. Everybody says what a nice guy he is. Who fucking cares? When your public persona is that of a liar. You know Sean Spicer. Mm -hmm. He is a wonderful human being. He's a nice man. Is he your press secretary today and tomorrow? Is yeah, he, will he, he is, be tomorrow? Sure. He is. He's doing, well, he's doing a good job, but he gets beat up. Will he be there tomorrow? Yeah, well, he's been there from the beginning. I mean, is he? Is he? Is he in the? Uh, he's getting where they say he's up. in the woods. Where the neighbors? No, he just gets beat up by these people. And again, you know, they don't show the ninety questions that they asked and answered okay. properly. I'm saying, if they're off, what do you mean they don't show them? I thought it got the greatest ratings in the history of all the ratings. How do you mean they don't show those questions? If everybody's watching this show from from the time they open to the time they close. Everybody's also seen the other 90 questions, you fucking idiot. Also, they for sure are seeing all of the questions. When the press briefing starts, I get an alert on my phone yes. to watch it live at the Daily Beast Facebook page. Right, or on YouTube. I think possibly from the New York Times Facebook page. Right, or on Facebook on a number of different outlets. CNN is playing it. Yes. It is everywhere. It's yes. everywhere. So everybody's just, seeing it. Yeah, and it, they're seeing it as it's happening. Yeah. They're not seeing a flashback to the one question that he... That the press wants you to see. Yeah, no, they're showing the entire thing. Yeah. It, it's also on the Facebook of the White House Facebook account. And I mean, uh, YouTube account. If you watch the whole thing, it's, it's worse. Yeah, it's way worse. <laughs> if you were to just watch one question, first of all, find me a question that they answer correctly. Yeah. Right? Right. Or without lying. So here, let's wrap this up. This next is about the, the recordings. And it's very short, but it is strange to me. Well, I guess it's not strange since it's Fox News. But she doesn't push back at all when he says, well, I'm not going to talk about the recording thing, blah, blah, blah. She just lets him go. What about the idea that in a tweet you said that there might be tape recordings? Well, that I can't talk about. I won't talk about that. All I want is for Comey to be honest, and I hope he will be, and I'm sure he will be, I hope. What? Why are you making, why are you sending out tweets into the world and then refusing That's to right. answer yeah. questions about them? Yes. You're tweeting as the president. Yeah, you're accountable to us, you fucking idiot. You're tweeting as the president. Now you need to answer questions about it. You yes. can't just say, I'm not going to talk about it. Well, uh, why are you tweeting about it then? Then shut the fuck up. Yeah, you shouldn't have got on your Twitter app, like a 70-year-old man that's getting on his Twitter app <laughs> and sending a tweet out. The leader of the free world doing this. But what is this answer? All I want is for Comey to be honest and I hope he will be, and I'm sure he will be, I hope. All I want is for Comey to be honest, and I hope he will be, I'm sure he will be, I hope. <laughs> what? Yeah. All I want is for Comey to be honest, and I hope he will be, and I'm sure he will be, I hope. <laughs> All right. I've changed my mind, Brittany. Uh -oh. Donald Trump is very, very smart. Mm. Donald Trump has his shit together. Donald Trump is not... Only minutes away from indictment and uh, impeachment. Not at all. He's got his shit together. He went to the Wharton School of Finance. <laughs>
very prestigious. He decades and decades and decades ago. He did very well and got very good grades. Yeah. Mm. Real, real smart. A very long time ago. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. We don't have a, an asshole of today. Let's just say Donald Trump is the asshole of today. It's kind of the default. Easy, easy going. Yeah. But we're going to leave you there. We, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in twice a week or as often as you do. And certainly to the bonus content. We have another episode coming at you bonus-wise this week. We hope you check it out. If you'd like to support the show other than listening twice a week or other than rating and reviewing us on iTunes, go to dollamore.com on the left-hand side of the page. It says support the show. There, there are many ways to support the show. We'd love to have you join our Patreon slash PayPal family. Or also, since you gotta eat... Go out there and support our sponsor, Suji's Korean Cuisine. Until next time, we will see you then. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. Whatever the fuck the cats do. <laughs> um. <laughs> Two days of class left, everybody. <laughs>